1: Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 apps from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.TPVRadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. This is Sterling Roberts, and you are listening to the Samus Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land, in the land, in the, land. In the psalmist oh, voice radio oh, network. Yeah, Are you, you ready to walk, family? family? Let's go! The award-considered, the award-nominated radio station yeah, is back with yeah, an yeah, yeah, for you, and starting been with been the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, then the Sarmist Voice presents by Booking Only, Tuesdays, it's The Grub at 1 p.m., followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Green at 6 p.m., Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Segal at 4.30, followed by Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter, and it starts with Saturdays for with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Summer's Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family, let's go! At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616 929 2991 or 517 489 6923 or you can order from the website www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code siron 2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24/7 of the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio, radio Network. Listening to Brother Don present with Pastor Gene Homer right now on, on. Looked all around, couldn't find nobody It is now time for Brother Dom Presents and Pastor Gene Homer
0: Looked all around, down there, couldn't find nobody
2: What's up, radio friends? This is Brother Don Where Brother Don presents With Pastor Gene Homer Coming to you once again On November the 14th 2020 Man I'm so excited To be in today I'm just really glad that you're here That you can get infused With the word of God That you can hear what thus says the Lord this day You know family It's really really just Kind of uh, surreal right now You know it's just, Uh, November Already Of 2020
0: What
2: Yes What a year I mean you know We started off strong We had some hiccups along the way Some turmoil A lot of things But here we are to almost the close Of 2020 and I was talking to Pastor Gene online, and, and, you know, we were just saying, you know, how God has really moved. You know, we look back sometimes, and we can see the things, and we could probably take it in a negative context. But if you really just stop and look and just really reflect on this past year, God has been really moving. He has really been showing us things. He's been that cloud in the day, that pillar of fire at night that we can lean on and walk walk by. 'Cause you know, left up to our own devices and our own mind, man, we really would have been in trouble. You know, and I've been I was reflecting on that today. We really would have been in trouble. It wasn't anything but the spirit of the Lord that came and rescued us and still rescuing us in this time. Because so much has transpired and I thank God for TPB, you know, and ministries, other ministries across the land that they stepped up. They really did. I have to honor them and and just thank God for them because they really stepped up in that time because when people were looking and searching and, and wanted the truth, they had an outlet to go to that they could get the truth, you know, not watered down, not polished up and with a bow on it, but just raw truth from the word of God, what God was doing. And I thank God for that because, you know, it was kind of like the um, a lighthouse on a hill on a foggy night, you know, just kind of guiding the way that we could get through this year. And, you know, the Lord had put that on my spirit that it, it was, it's just been really tremendous. And, you know, it, it's it's changing a lot of things and we know it changed the way that we um look at church now we know it changed the way that that we worship and fellowship you know from this year it it really changed quite a lot, but not all change that looks bad is bad, and I want you to remember that not all change that looks bad is bad and We have to understand that the God that we serve is sovereign, and he's still in control, no matter what it looks like. Amen? Well, God bless you. I just wanted to get that out. That was in my spirit today, because I was excited. I was really excited. I was just all day. I woke up with, this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And that's a powerful declaration. And I hope that you adopt that declaration each and every day because, you know, that is just so powerful when you make a declaration. This is the day that my Lord has made for me. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Always with thanksgiving of the heart, always appreciating and honoring God and, and who he is. Amen? Well... Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I just want to give my shout-out. First and foremost, I want to give my shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because without Him, truly, truly, I am nothing. And He has brought me so long and been doing so much in my life, family. I mean, I could take a two-hour block just to tell you from where He just brought me up, polished me up, and even though when I was a knucklehead and i Fell backwards and did some crazy things. He still was there with open arms to set me on the right path. And I just got to honor and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give my wife a a, a great big shout out, you know, because this woman has endured a lot, you know, and I I hate to be put me out there, but she's endured a lot dealing with me. And she's just been steadfast, and she's just been my rock. She's she's really been um, an awesome, awesome lady of God that's been just, you know, helping me out tremendously, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I just thank God for her, you know, because the word of God says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing, for she's more precious than rubies and gold. And I thank God that I found her. Amen. I want to give a shout-out to my kids. You know, they are growing up getting older, but they are a blessing. And I'm understanding each and every day how much of a blessing they are. And God entrusting me with these these children in their lives and, and watching them grow into teenage and adulthood has just been really, really spectacular. Thank God for each and every one of them. And of course once again I gotta give a shout out to T P V Ministries. Pastor Chris and First Lady Nisi, awesome, happy, awesome people. Awesome and, you know, I just really thank God for the vision that was on their heart, that they've been diligently working these past few years to see it come to pass. You know, and some of you know, some of you may not know. Whenever you're in ministry, it's never, never, never easy. The enemy wants to shut you up. He wants to shut you down. So he'll throw nuclear bombs at you continuously, and you gotta try to dodge him and duck them and, and still carry out what God wants you to do. And, and Pastor Niecy, I mean Pastor Chris and First Lady Nisi have done that. You know, they they they've told the line. You know, ups downs, ins and outs. You know, they they really have told the line, and I thank God for them. You know, because they brought us me and Pastor Gene and the family and. They embraced us, you know, and, and, and loved on us, and, and it's truly family. It's not even—I wouldn't even call it uh, TPG ministries. I would call it TPG family because, you know, that's the feeling that they give us, and I thank God for them. And of course, and always, family, I gotta give you a shout out, you know, because your hunger, your desire, your drive. To get more of the Lord in your life and to live more righteously through the Word of God, listening to these tapes and ministries and messages. You know, we thank you for coming in. We thank you for tuning in. And, you know, as always, you know, we could be on a soapbox and, and, and do it ourselves, but we, we do it ministering to you as God has commissioned us to. And we thank you for being there and supporting us. You guys are great, and we love you. And we're just waiting for this year to end just to see what 2021 will bring in. I know it's going to bring in some exciting growth. It's going to bring in a move of God that's just going to be totally awesome. And, and, you know, we're on the forefront of it. And we're happy to be here with you, family, as we approach this time. Amen. Well, that's all the shout-outs I got. Pastor Gene. Do you have any shout-outs today?
3: Yes, I do, my dear brother. It's so exciting to be here again. And as I was hearing you share, you know, I believe we may be celebrating our one-year anniversary on this program. I'm not sure. If not, we're getting pretty close there. Am I not right?
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, you are. It's, it's been a year <laughs> That today. is Isn't exciting.
3: That Thank you. It is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you yeah. brought me into, brought some awesome people of God into my life. And I remember when I first met Pastor Chris and, and uh, uh, Pastor Nisi, and I thought, wow, these people, I feel like I've known them all my life. And God has sustained the relationship, and yeah. I mean, it's turned into a family ship, and I'm just so excited and grateful today. Because when we started this we had no idea what this year would have brought. But this this program, this radio station has been one that has has helped us to be anchored during these difficult times and, and, and yeah. it's caused us to uh rise up to the occasion and given us a, a venture to uh to to minister and to share where some other people may not have had that venue. So I'm right. just I'm along with you today. So very grateful uh, for how God situated and positioned people to be in my life, and I am I'm grateful for each one, and I want I want them to know that that I I take not our relationship lightly, and of course I want to thank God for our listening audience because if it were not for them, then God would have no need for us to be here so I'm grateful for them today and I want you all to know that we truly truly love you and we 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 consider you part of our extended family also amen amen
0: amen, amen.
2: and you know sis I was I was in my prayer time before before I got on today and I really it was purposeful today you know and and You know, you and I have shared some stuff offline about um, snatching the slack out. You know, how sometimes when you go through the routines in life, you know, that slack will build up in you. And sometimes you got to snatch it out, you know, or allow God to snatch (laughs) the slack out. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's just really amazing, you know, when he started me reflecting on this year. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we could really look back, and and I guess in a a broad sense, we could look back and we could say this has been a horrible year. This has just been, oh, my gosh, this has just been the worst year of my life, the worst year in history. And as I was reflecting, I don't see it like that. You Mm -hmm. know, I I hope it doesn't sound strange, but I don't don't see it like that because Mm -hmm. I think that... The vein that you and I have been in And along with mm-hmm. Pastor Chris and, and, and the ministry that we've been bringing forth Has really brought out some of the things That was needed to be snatched out And so that's that's my new mm. adopted term it's, The flag had to be snatched out You know, Thank because um, You know, it, it was really And I think what it did Was For, for and I hope the family sees it the same. I think our really our view of God was really just so narrow. You know, we we, we huh. let religion just kind of give us a very narrow view of God, and we would praise and worship and oh God, you're so big and you this and that. But really, when we looked at it, the, our view of God was man. It was it was narrow, and. Mm. Um, <laughs> And it took like things like what happened this year to say, you know what? God is bigger than all of this.
3: Amen. He's, he's, Amen. He's
2: bigger than all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: I was just going to slow down today. You know, I got a, I got, I got a, you know, a, a message for today that we want to interact. But I just wanted to slow down with you, and we just kind of have a, a little dialogue here. Kind of, kind of. This is where the spirit of the Lord is leading me. It's just um, a little more. Uh, slow down dialogue. You know, because sometimes we beat it hard. We we can we can get in there and we can we can go. You know, Pat, me, you, <laughs> Pastor Chris, Pastor Sago, all the other ministers, we could go. But I just think God is is wanting to show the family something here about the way we view Him. You know, because Amen. I think that the way we view the church. Now, now think about this for a minute. The way we viewed the church prior to 2020, we had a a really confined view of what the church is and was. And okay. I say that because we we were in that you know we would always say the cliche, the church is not the building, the church is the people. Okay, yeah, that that's true. Mm-hmm. But did you view it that way? <laughs> Because now you have no choice but to view it that way. <laughs> Amen. That's true. That's true. And, 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 you know, but how did our view of God get so small? I mean, I know we talked about a lot of things, but just if I had to ask you that question and you didn't know me and I would say, Pastor Gene, how did the view of God get so small compared to who he is? Because we're talking about a God that existed before time. We talk about a God that has always existed, but we couldn't see him pass the next 10 minutes in our life.
3: How did that happen? You know, in, in sharing and, and uh, interacting with ministers from other countries, one of the things that I consistently hear them say is that we Westerners have been so blessed by the Lord that we become mm-hmm. spoiled in fact. And wow. so we have lost that uh, that ability and that awareness of of, of the uh, seeking God out of, as a vital necessity because we've mm-hmm. been blessed, Amen. So we don't think about Him as. The God of meeting our needs Anymore because of the abundance That he thought he continuously uh, Blessed us with And so every once in a while we would Throw up an occasional prayer If we got sick But other than right. that we became selfish And fat um, But you know um, So on the other hand This year I have learned I have grown to know God as a vital Necessity in my life Amen. Wow. Uh, not yeah, because yeah, yeah. of uh, uh, the 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 uh, uh, forcing the dangers the the things that are out there, but because I choose to know Him as such. I it has caused it has sharpened me uh, in, in in places where I want I have decided that I want to know Him. I just want to know mm-hmm. that he's real. I want to have that intimate experience with him. Um, I want to seek him out of uh, out of a love for him and not just mm-hmm. because I need him to come to my aid or um wow, uh, wow. If, some, if I do something that and, and I end up in trouble and then i you know I want to pull on him and I want to get all holy and righteous. you know I think that wow. day is done. I think that yeah. at this point It's like God you know what I found out this year that I really Just want to know you When all of the dust settles I really want to be found With you, in you And so right. You know that's what it's done For me this year It's caused me to serve him And desire to know him With more more of a purpose in mind Amen Right,
0: right,
2: right Hey Amen. That that that's so profound what you just said. You know how we we've, we've gotten basically <laughs> just calling it what it is, fat and lazy. You mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. we, we approach God in that manner and it, and it really says something that you know, it is we only call on him when we want to get out of jail free card. But we don't that's call true. on him for everyday necessity. And I think you hit on a point there that, that really is, is instrumental for faith, you know, because, and, and I know somebody's out there, and, and I've even been there myself, you know, to the point where things would go so wrong so fast where you would try to work the promises of God, the things of God, kind of like in a crochet manner. And wonder why it's not working, and then that leads mm-hmm. to the thought: Is this stuff really real? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I mean, we we've ministered to, to 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 people and and um, our kids and different people, and they said, "Well, I just ain't in that. It don't work for me. And I just I just can't get it because it, it, it it's not working for me." But and I have to go back to thinking, sis, that that has a lot to do with how we view God. And I think you brought it out eloquently, and you said that our view has to always be one of knowing and wanting more of him constantly. You know, no matter what the crisis is, no matter what the issues is or what we're facing, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is getting a deeper and more intimate relationship with him. And I'm glad you brought that out, because I, you're right, I never really looked at it, but you would see, and I've often heard uh, missionaries and pastors and evangelists that do go to these other countries, these third-world-type countries, and and they bring the uh, word of God. And the, the resounding word that comes back is they're hungry. They're hungry. And, you know, have we gotten to the point where we've been – so just full of religion to where we're not hungry anymore. And that just takes its toll on our view of God, which takes its toll on our faith. Because, you know, people have, and and I love the way you brought this out earlier in the year, we've been leaning on the government to fix only what God can fix. So that means your view of God had to be very, very small. If you're looking for the government, if you're looking for man, his mechanism, ways and means to fix what only God can fix, then that means your view of God has just been so distorted and small to the point where your faith is being just non existent. You know, because uh he's the only one that can do it. He's the only one that can fix it. And we must remember that. We must move forward in that. And I think that as our view of God and hopefully this program will shake something up in you today. Hopefully it will a bell will go off or an alarm will sound to say, You know what? I've been viewing God in the wrong manner. You know, I'm gonna have to take the blinders off. I'm gonna have to, to open up and see Just how big he is And in order to see how big he is Just like Pastor Gene said You have to purposely know Or want to get to know him Better in a more intimate way See because God's promises His word is true And if God said it It's going to happen Because once he puts his words And his promises out there to you Excuse me that speaks to his lordship That speaks to his sovereignty That speaks to him being lord and king over our lives And we have to understand and, re- and realize That if God said it, it's true But you know, sis And, and I don't know if you've been here And, and I would love to get your, your thoughts on this um, and, and just being honest Sometimes when you feel like these things aren't working for you, sometimes when you feel like you have prayed and prayed and you don't see an answer, you don't see your breakthrough. Sometimes when you get to that point where you're all alone it's just you God in the room and you don't feel like you have the faith. You don't feel like you have the the um how can I say it? You feel like you don't you don't have the, the, the security to know that this is for you Even though you've been told over and over If God said it is going to happen You got to have faith If God said it But you're sitting there you know, In, in, in turmoil with a crisis And nothing's happened You don't see no relief um, In those times What's the best thing to do If we had to tell somebody today What is the best thing that they could do During those times
3: you know, Brother, what uh, I can only share with them from my experience what I do. I seek the Lord until he's found. I go to him and I lay my petition out before his throne. Father God, I don't understand. Why is it I'm not hearing? Why are you not answering my prayer? Why are you uh, allowing me to be in this hard place? What is it that I'm supposed to learn here? Is uh, it Is it sin? is it sin that's brought me to this place. You know, I seek him until he is found because I know that his his word has never changed. That you know, I've there have been places where I had to the, the way was so hard and so difficult. I had to literally go back and and let myself check myself, check for myself to see if there was ever a place that God promised me something that he didn't do. If there was ever a place where God betrayed me and no matter where I looked or how hard I looked, I could find none. So I go I had I went back to his word to learn about him, who he is, study in the words about how faithful he is, study in the words about his love to me studying and reflecting on the words that because he loved me so much, he sent his son. He sent his son so that I, even though I had been uh, alienated uh, from him because of my own choosing, because of my own waywardness, he still sent his son for me so I could be ransomed, And restored back to him. And that wasn't enough. After he did that, he caused me to be an heir. An heir. You know what that means? (laughs) That means he adopted me. And whatever belongs to him now belongs to me. I had to cause myself to meditate on those things. And then, you know what? It began to change the way I viewed my situation. Amen? And I began to think about the fact that the 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 all powerful all knowing creator of the universe considered me worth knowing considered me worth saving and i had to tell myself that if he went and did all of that for me then surely he will put, he will supply my needs according to his riches in glory that he's not going to cut me off now So there must Mm -hmm. be something there that I need to learn. There must be something there that maybe I myself am blocking my need from being met. Maybe there's Mm -hmm. unforgiveness in me. Maybe there's bitterness in me. Maybe there's something in my heart that though God longs to bless me, he he can't ignore my sin because if he ignored my sin, then he would have to go back and repent to other people who had to do right. it the right way. And right. There, now, there and have more. been places where more. God in his mercy has has gone ahead and blessed. But again, there was that would draw me, not cause me to walk away in haughty pride thinking that I, my self-sufficiency, did it. So, Ooh, you on. know, God has his way With each and every one of us He knows what it takes For one he can promote And the other one he will set down But even in all of that He's treating us like a good father A Hmm. good father Because the Bible tells me And this is my favorite scripture And I learned this scripture When I was going through one of the hardest times In my life That God has a plan for me in um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he said, I know the plans I have for you. And I remember yeah. that scripture became a revelation to me when I thought I was the lowest, when I thought I was the least, when I thought nobody cared whether I lived or died. God gave mm-hmm. me that scripture. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, I no. have plans for you. And they're not plans. My plans for you do not include you being a failure. They do not mm-hmm. include you being in despair and being an outcast, they do not mm-hmm. include you always being on the bottom. but wow. my plans for you are good, and they even wow. they, my plans are there to give you hope in your final outcome. And what does that mean to me? It's not going to always be this way. Come unto me, mm-hmm. come unto me that. and keep coming until every hindrance is removed. Just keep coming.
0: Amen. Yeah. So we
3: have to make it personal, brother. I can't say, yeah. well, he did it for Donnie. Why he not doing it for me? Well, I'm not Donnie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Amen? But Donnie, Donnie is Amen. his son, and I am his daughter. And I have a whole different call. I have a whole different makeup. I was not even in my mother's womb when Donnie was in there. We were not born together. We have a separate walk, a separate relationship. So, even though we we're called to walk together, our relationship right. with the Lord is an individual one. Amen. So Amen. I can't I can't maybe that's the very thing God is trying to get out of me where I look and compare myself to others.
2: Amen. Wow. That was that was great. That was great cuz you know um We're going to talk about Genesis uh, today, uh, Genesis 22. But, you know, I want to set the tone before I get there. I I want to share this with you because God shared this with me last night. Um, And it really blessed me. And, family, I know it's going to bless you also. And I want you to grab a hold of this. This is what God shared with me. Me and this brother was talking. And he was talking about mustard seed faith. We were talking about that mustard seed faith. And, you know, I've heard that scripture from the day I walked into the church and gave my life to the Lord to this very day. And I have to be honest to tell you I had no connection to it. Mustard seed faith. I, I, I know what a mustard seed, I, I've even held up a mustard seed to say, if you have this much faith, you can move a mountain. But, see, that was something that I couldn't connect But last night It co- connected 100% Me and this brother was talking And When we were talking And it came And he mentioned that word mustard seed Sis, and you hit on it Right, you hit right on top of it That mustard seed Faith Is the thing that we remember Yesterday for today's issue. Just that small little opportunity where we can remember what happened what he did for us yesterday for today. That muster seed is that we can recall what God where God moved in our life yesterday, or maybe, you know, a year ago. Or just taking time to see where God has been moving all through your life yesterday for today. And when the Lord ministered to me that that made a lot of, a whole lot of sense. You know, because sometimes we overcomplicate things. We make things unachievable to people. And you know, even though they said mustard seed and it's just small and it's little, but there was no connection for me and and family. And I hope this blesses you, because a lot of times you, we we think we got it bad, and we look at, at, at our situation now. And, and as Pastor Gene has said, you know, we we wonder why we are in these hard places, but. She hit the key there. You have to seek him for what he, as what he did yesterday, today. And that's what you go searching for. That's what you seek him for. Because he was there yesterday, and he's going to be there today, and he's going to be there tomorrow. But a lot of times we let these issues and circumstances give us that short-term memory loss where we just focus and hone in on whatever the situation and issue is right now where we can't go back and rejoice for what was done Yesterday And when you hone in like that And you have that short term memory Spiritually And you're looking at just what you're focused in It will look to kill your faith But if you reach back Sometimes And you rejoice for what the Lord Did in you that spot It's going to move your head And move you forward to where you are To move past where you are today Whatever you may be going through right now, whatever the issue is for you right now, right where you're sitting at, take a moment. It may be hard, but take a moment and just look back and see where God made a way out of nowhere. Where God brought resources and blessings just out of the blue, and you made it through. Just start rejoicing in that place right now there and I promise you it will push you through I promise you that mountain will move I promise you you're going to tread forward and move ahead because God is not a God in whom he shall lie we're told that in the word of God and that being said if God promised you to be more than a conqueror If God promised you get through this, you're going to get through it, just like we got through this year. At the onset of this year, everybody was looking, oh, my God, how are we going to make it? The world is over. This thing is just, oh, Lord, this is just too much. But guess what? We made it. And how did we make it? By seeking the Lord Remembering what he did for us before That we could rejoice in that fact And know he was going to do something now And sometimes You do have to lay yourself on the altar To see if there's something That God is showing you Sometimes you do Have to be transparent Into him Not that he doesn't know But he wants you to know that he knows And that is laying yourself up on the altar sometimes to examine yourself, you know, as David did. Lord, search my heart, search my whole heart, Lord, to see if there's any wicked way within me. And we have to take that approach to a lot of things, you know, because sis, it's this year is over, and it's, it's, you know, I just feel an urgency. And you said something. That really struck me when you talked about the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the good news. I just feel that urgency that we're going to have to just get back to that place. We're just going to have to get back to the gospel because that's what it's about at the end of the day. You know, we've been adopted. We've been been set apart. We've been saved. We've been rescued. And that right there alone is enough to rejoice in you know and a lot of times we go on a, a treasure hunt looking for these big gold nuggets uh a, a revelation and wisdom but the at the end of the day we've been redeemed that's the greatest thing that could ever happen we've been redeemed
3: amen amen
2: you know and uh let's uh let me see where I want to I want to go let's go in the, let's go into the word sis. let's get in the word let's go to Genesis, family we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22. This is where the Lord has had me uh, for a week or so now. And I've just really been been in this place. And it's really been ministering a lot to me. Um, I've, I've, I've read it several times. Um, Genesis chapter 22. So if uh, you got your Bibles handy... Uh, please turn there. Uh, smartphones, tablets, whatever you know you use to get the word. Inside. Go ahead and pull it up and go to Genesis chapter twenty-two. And I'm I'm reading um, out of the New King James Version. So Genesis chapter twenty-two. It starts out and it says, <clears throat> "Now it came to pass after these things that God." tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Now, I was going to go forward, but the Holy Spirit just stopped me right there because this is a a good point. In the very first chapter of Genesis 22, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Now I want to, I kind of, I, I kind of feel you in the spirit where, where where, uh, um, where, where you're going. But I just, I gotta ask you, why does God test us?
3: Well, you know, brother, it depends. Again, it depends on the relationship. Uh, it depends on what God is appointing and anointing us to do. Amen. And and we know that uh Abraham, God had when when God found Abraham or uh, chose Abraham, Abraham was from the land of the Canaanites. So they didn't even believe in God. But yet God chose Abraham to be the father of uh of many of uh, many nations. So uh so we, we find that God had to uh Uh, introduce himself to abraham he had to awaken that faith and that trust in abraham Uh, a relationship was going on here Uh, and when god called abraham out he left his family he left his country Uh, he left everything behind him to follow the lord the only thing he took was his father and his nephew. And we found and we saw now that God didn't necessarily tell him to take them, and there were points where his uh, journey was delayed because he took those two people he had to uh, uh tarry for a while because his father passed, and then we know the situation with his nephew lot so uh but throughout the journey, God was developing Abraham, and you yeah. know when we look at the word test." You know, we know God already knows what's in our heart. Amen. So any test that God has put me through was not because he didn't know what I was going to do. And in in those places of testing, it was for me to know how much I would obey. Me to know if I would trust God no matter come what may. So the testing was there. For Abraham to, and in those times of testing, you know what it did? It developed my spiritual muscle. It developed my confidence in the Lord. It showed me something about myself that maybe I did not even know was there. That even through the time of testing, things that I needed to, that were fleshly, that I had to submit and give to God. I had to humble myself places of pride, places of self-sufficiency, places where maybe I still wanted to look good or I wanted to shine, or places of doubt and unbelief. Those Mm -hmm. kinds of testing will cause those type of things to surface. And God is Mm -hmm. so loving that he will test us before it's time to do it. Amen?
0: Yeah, Before amen, it's
3: amen. time for us, to, for him to uh-huh. become the father of all nations, God tested his faithfulness here. And because he passed the test, then he was called the father of what? Faith. Amen? Yeah. His faith was, was counted as, uh, his obedience, rather, was counted as faith. So there are places where the testing proves us to us. Amen.
2: And, uh, because
3: God already knows. He already knows. He already knows. He says no man knows what's in his heart except God. So in in my own personal experiences, those times have been for, for me to grow, for me to come yeah. to a place of getting out of myself. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so more of God can go into me. Amen? Come on.
2: Amen. That's good. That's good stuff there. And... Let me go to verse two, family. Then he said, this is the text. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, family, now let me go back to my original statement in the beginning of the program. If your view of God is so small, you'll never understand what God is doing here. He's broader than what you see him at, you know, and he gave Abraham a test. And the reason he gave Abraham a test is is like Pastor Jean was saying, you know, for herself to make sure the proof is in the pudding. See, because what we're reading here is where God is contradictory to himself. Now, if you had a small view of God, you wouldn't understand this, because He had told Abraham, Abraham way back in Genesis that, look, you're gonna even in your old age, you are gonna be a father of many nations. Your descendants is gonna be so numerous you can't count them. Now, God's telling him to take His only seed, put it on the altar, and kill it. Kill the word of God. Kill the promise of God. Now, if you had a small view of God, this test wouldn't seem seem logical at all you'd be standing there rebuking the devil all day long saying this can't be god because god wouldn't want this god doesn't do that but god was trying to get abraham to a different place and i'm glad pastor gene brought that out see because god not only wanted to get him to a different place god wanted to have a deeper encounter with him and he cannot have that 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 deep encounter With you if you're standing there Where you're at He's got to test you to move you And that was the thing That really blew me away family You see, Because you know We can shout all the amens We want in church We can shout all the hallelujahs We want in church God's heard all the I'm blessed and highly favored But he's not banking On what you say Because he wants to see where that's generating from is that just another status quo saying going on in the trend in the body of Christ or do you really mean it? is that just something that you think may sound good that make make you sound a little closer to God and make you sound a little uh grown in the spirit or do where is it coming from do you really mean it see because think about it family you know we're approaching Thanksgiving and when that turkey goes in the oven and you look at that turkey after a little bit, man, it'll look so brown and just good looking on the outside and, and, and just like it's ready to eat. But when you stick that fork in it, then you know where it's really at. It isn't until you take time to, to see if the outside matches what is done on in the inside. the outside can look great so you can dress it up all day long you can put on the nicest suits the most nicest dress with the big hat the shoes the the men put on the bow ties and the alligator shoes and all that good stuff but is the outside matching what's going on in the inside if God stuck a fork in you today are you done or does he have to put you back in the oven, turn the timer back on, maybe turn the heat up a little bit? See, that's where we are going to have to change the way we view and our our view of God. You know, because a lot of us look done on the outside, but the inside is unedible. It's raw. It's raw, it's not ready It's not ready to be where we're at And, and, and that was the big thing that um, Pastor Gene said that, that was just awesome That God loves us so much He's not going to let us go unprepared Or not done So we're going to go through these things In this walk But it's our view of God and the way we approach it That's going to, your faith is going to Help you make it through And that's the beauty of this thing So the gospel, amen? See, because that amen on the outside should match that amen on the inside. That hallelujah that's coming on the outside should match that hallelujah that's inside. So you can't have it both ways. You cannot want to be with God, and you cannot want to seek a deeper relationship without having an experience with him. It's impossible. It's impossible. You know, Amen. and, 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 and uh, the thing that, 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 that I, I like about this portion of Scripture is um, God took Isaac. Isaac was the promise. Isaac was the promise. And God told him to kill the promise. Kill the word. Kill my word. Kill what I told you, Abraham. Put him on the altar. Amen? I'm going to read a little further, family, if you don't mind. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told
0: him. Wow.
2: You know, sis. That just speaks volumes Right there Now think about this for a minute God told Abraham to take Isaac and offer him as a burnt Offering And yet Abraham Rose up early To go Do it That says a lot About where we should be at In our faith Wouldn't you agree Because Yes yes so, so many times, so many times, and I'm just as guilty. And I'm talking to myself, family, to move me out of this place. <clears throat> God will give me instructions. He'll give me something to do, and I'll go sit down and say, "I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord." But you know what it says to me, sis, that that's been lost in the body of Christ. And I'm going to get your take on it. Abraham rose up early because he had great expectations of what God would do. Even though God told him to do something contrary to his mental state, his emotional state, but he yet rose up early because he had great expectations of what God could do. So that's one area which I want to kind of, because, you know, you've been involved in deeper ministry than, than I have. Well, how did that expectation for us today, this is right here where the rubber meets the road, how did that expectation for us get lost, and why is it so weak?
3: Well, the, the key to me is that uh, Abraham rose up early to obey immediately. And we don't do it immediately. A lot of times we do it when it's convenient for us. Amen? Uh-oh. And that's what Uh-oh. I learned from Abraham, that if, you are, if you're privileged enough to hear the voice of God tell you to do something, do it ASAP. Because the mm. longer you take to do it, the more the flesh gets in there. And in a minute, it'll convince you that it wasn't God at all. Or the glory oh, of God moves, on. the grace of God moves, and you don't have the grace to do it when you want to. Mm. To me, it was an act of obedience. Again, it was an act of His, of, of the obedience that Abraham walked in. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And Amen. when I obey quickly, it does activate my my faith. But if I if I'm slow to act, it activates my flesh.
2: That's good stuff there. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff there. Because, you know, we think about it for a moment, family, from your point of view. If you were in Abraham's shoes, knowing what you know now, being where you are right now, could you have gotten up early expecting God to do something to meet God there? I know I couldn't. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I, I just had to be honest. I'd sit there and I'd contemplate that thing just like uh, Pastor Gene said. My flesh would be all in the way and my flesh would talk me out of it and I'd probably still be sitting there not fulfilling what God wanted me to fulfill. And, you know, it's really something that if we, if our view of God was correct, When God said do something, we would do it right away. We wouldn't have to have a meeting on it. We wouldn't have to have a prayer service on it. We wouldn't have to fast on it. We would move. We would move. But the part of the reason that I believe is that we've allowed religion to get so embedded to where our flesh overrules what our faith wants to take us.
0: Hey, what See because
2: you? Your 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 faith is measured By your feet not your mouth But we'll talk A good faith game all day long We can spit out All types of Christian needs con- Pertaining to faith While our feet is almost Growing roots Because we're not moving But Abraham Got up Early Amen. Let's read a little more. Uh, Verse four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place. Saw the. uh, I'm sorry. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Now he had to travel. Family, this wasn't just no go out back. You know, this man had to go three days with this thought. That God told me To offer my son On this altar More than that This is the word of promises of God This is the word God gave me And God is telling me to go Put it on the altar Three days he had to deal with that Emotionally Mentally Walking along I want you to get a big picture of God through all this Amen And Abraham said to the young man Stay here with the donkey And the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for the offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. I'm going to stop right there, sis, because that that, that is something really, really instrumental there that I want to pull out. And, and it's in verse, verse 8. It says, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide for him. The lamb for the burnt offering, so the two of them went together. And the reason I stopped there because I, I know this is this right here is near and dear to your heart. And I gotta get I gotta get uh, uh, um, I gotta get your take on it. I see you, Pastor Chris. Amen. I gotta get your take on it um, because this is something we don't do anymore. We do not apply the promises of God prophetically to our life anymore. And I think that's a key element that we've lost. I think that's a key principle that we don't practice anymore, applying the promises in the Word of God prophetically to our lives. And I know that, that, you know, talking with you offline all these years and just being, you know, in, in contact with you, how important is that? That we get back to that That we can actually speak the word of Lord And mean it over our lives And believe that he's going to do it Amen
3: Was that for me brother Or for Pastor Chris I,
2: I got disconnected for a quick moment Oh I'm sorry That was for you Did you Did you hear what I said no.
3: oh, uh, I believe I, I did I, I'm going to attempt to answer it uh and if uh if if i'm not answering it, just let me know okay? okay you know um i remember when i first started reading the um the uh the scripture regarding the uh the uh episode with the lord and abraham and you know the thing that i saw is that, it's a, that his faith is something that grew he he, and as mm-hmm. he obeyed God, the faith got greater and greater and greater. And he had gotten to that place in his relationship with the Lord that he knew without a doubt that if God gave him this cup, and the, and the word of the Lord said, this is the promise, this is that which I promised you, that if, if, even if he sacrificed, because he was used to sacrifices, because in the land mm-hmm. that he came from, that's what they did. They sacrificed their children. But Abraham also knew that God had been faithful to him up to that point. And he knew yeah. it within himself that he had to know that this God that he was following was powerful enough to raise that son back up from the dead. So when, even when he was acting in obedience to do, to do what God told him to do, He didn't see his son dead He still saw his son alive And and, Mm -hmm. and as you were sharing That tonight It's as if the Spirit of the Lord was speaking To us and so our Faith has to be In these last days when, When we see Things that are going All the way left But God has told us to Stand and watch the salvation Of the Lord Our faith has to be this genuine I don't know what they're doing over there But I do know that the word of the Lord Says this And this is where I will stand No matter what If God has to come down From heaven in a On a chariot of fire He will do that Because God is not a man That he shall lie And God said Amen. it and I believe it And it's final Amen Because that's where Abraham's faith Is he didn't see the sacrifice, the the uh, uh, the sacrificing of this son was small in comparison to the powerful word God had already given him. So he walked yeah. with that word, which was a prophetic word. He walked with that prophetic word. He walked yeah. with that prophetic word until he believed it beyond any and all doubt. And maybe that's yeah. what God is taking us as his people today.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That was right on point. That was right on point. And, and you know, family, that is just I I'm I'm standing up, I'm excited, I can't even sit down because that is exactly true. Think about this. Abraham had to walk three days with a contradictory word that he got from the Lord. Because it was still a sin to kill people at that point in time. It was still a sin to deliberately kill someone at that time. And not only that, he had to kill the promise that God had given him. This was the word of the Lord that came to Abraham through Isaac that he would be blessed. And he's telling, God's telling Abraham to kill that thing. So not only did he have to do that, he had to walk three days with this thought in his mind. He had to walk 3 days to get to that place. So he had to have a resolve. He had to have something going on because when Isaac asked him, "Father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice?" He said, "Son, God will provide." At that point in time, even though he was in a crisis, he was he he was you know Abraham was human now. He he, he was he was he was he even though he had great faith, he was still human and we can read about some of the Humanistic things that Abraham had to endure And what he went through So I can understand as a father And as an old man at this time Yeah he believed God would Raise Isaac up He believed God would do these things But it still had to be Everything was contradictory But you know Abraham's view of God Was so big That he could speak prophetically Over his life Believing that God would do what he said he would do. And my sister was exactly right. He had resolved in himself. He had to tap into that mustard seed faith. He had to go back and see, you know what? Isaac's a miracle already. God resurrected my wife's womb that he could be born. So surely if he can do that, he can do this. But he had to go tap into that little bit of mustard seed faith to, to say that I knew where God was here. And if God said it, I'm expecting him to be over here. See, because everything was contradictory. Not only did he tell him to kill Isaac, his, only, uh, or his, his, his son, not only did he tell uh, Abraham to kill the promise, the word that he gave him, But watch this, people. He told him to worship while he was doing it. The altar represents a place of worship. He said, "Abraham, offer him as a burnt offering." He just didn't say, "Go up there and kill him, and then we're gonna, we're gonna, it'll be done with, and 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 you're gonna be blessed." I just want to see if you're obedient. No, he said. In doing this, I want you to worship me also. Now, that's deep, people. That's deep, family. That's deep. Abraham didn't look at it that way. His view of God was so big that he could tap into that faith that he had. See, if you got a small view of God, it's going to be hard to tap into that faith that you need for the crisis and issues you're going through today. See, because everything else is going to be contradictory looking. And if you focus in on the contradictory, you're not going to be able to focus focus in on the move of God that's going on around you. See, God was moving in that, that situation. God was with him the whole way. But if we just focus in on the contradictory word and why would God allow this and why would God do this and why would God make me go to these places, why would God bring me here, and why would God do this, we're going to miss the whole move. That's why we have to settle down sometimes, be obedient, put one foot in front of the other, and say, Lord, whatever it is, your word says, I'm going to make it. Even if it's unto death, I'm going to make it. In you, Christ Jesus, that's your word. You said that I have eternal life when I accepted you in my life and in my heart. So as contradictory as everything looking, even unto death, I'm going to make it. So whatever I'm going through now, whatever this crisis is now, whatever this opposition is now, I'm going to start speaking over my life because guess what? You said I'm going to make it, so I'm going to make it. And that's the importance, and that's, that's a key principle that we've got to get back to, family, is you've got to start speaking that word over your life, and you've got to engraft that word in your heart that you can speak it over your life because there's something powerful about that prophetic word when you speak it over your life or speaking the word prophetically over your life. And sometimes it is going to take you going back to see where God had moved in your life once before, just like Abraham. See, when God gave him that word and Abraham moved in the flesh, see, he never told him, to, hey, go get Ishmael and take Ishmael up the mountain. He said, no, take Isaac, the real word, the true word, what I have given you and kill it. So he had to Abraham had to tap in into that in order for him to speak that prophetic word over his life that God would show up. Amen. All right. I got all excited, sis. Let me let me calm down and get back here to the word. Amen. <laughs> Uh, Chapter 10, I mean verse 10 in uh, chapter 22 And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said Abraham, Abraham So So he said, here I am And he said, do not lay hand on the lad or do anything to him For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Amen. And you know, sisters. Man, this has just been, this portion of scripture has just been so, so much of a blessing to me. But what I want to pull out of here, and I'm going to need your help here, what I want to pull out of here is probably the area, and I just speak for myself, that's caused me the most stumbling blocks in my walk. I hope I said that right. Yeah, this is an area that's probably tripped me up the most, is we'll never, ever, ever have that encounter with God or see the solution to our problems until that obedience is fulfilled. And that is probably one of the areas, sis, that really has tripped me up because I don't know if anybody else out there or any of the family or Other ministers have experienced that, but too often we fall short in the area of obedience and what God has told us to do. And when we do, we won't see the solution or the encounter we need with him. Because, you know, that was an encounter. As soon as Abraham lifted the knife, he heard from heaven. Heaven cried out to Abraham, called him by name. Abraham, Abraham, don't hurt the boy. And once Abraham was ready to fulfill the obedience of what God was told him, he not only heard from heaven, but he seen the solution to his problem, caught in the thicket. He seen that word that he spoke over his life in a a couple of verses um, before, saying God will provide the sacrifice, caught in the thicket. Now, the thing about it was, and and I'm gonna get you taken a minute, sis. And and this is it, and I want you to watch this now. Stay with me. The solution to Abraham's problem, what he wrestled with, was already there before he got there. He couldn't see it because the obedience had to be fulfilled first. So many times, family wow. We fall short to the solution is because we failed in the obedience part. And now, since I want to get to you, and I want to get this take on why do we fall short in that place of obedience? And I'll get your thought on that.
3: Because of rebellion, <laughs> because we're rebellious, because we want to do it our way when we when we want to do it and how we want to do it, basically, because the, uh, obedience has not been worked in our heart. Um, you know, uh, I was just thinking as you were sharing the trip back from that mountain was a lot different than the trip going up up to the mountain. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Amen. But, you know, we can learn a lot from that brother. You know, I, I could see him go on his way, praying for God to give him the strength to be obedient to what God was telling him to do. But on the way back, I could see such—I would imagine there's so much, there was so much excitement in his heart. Oh my God! Oh my God! You made a way. Oh my God! Oh my Lord, Father God, you know I was really going to do it, Lord, because I believed if I obeyed you, you were going—you could raise him from the dead, and I was excited just to see you raise my son from the dead. And Father God, this is the—and because of that, that was miraculous that you just did and Father God now I can anticipate what you're going to do. Oh my God, what's next? Can you imagine the conversation on the way back?
0: Huh? Amen.
3: So that spoke to me, Father God. You know what? We need encounters like that. We need encounters with the Lord just like that. Amen. You know? Amen. Because sometimes you know it says that uh uh hope deferred causes the heart to excuse me faint,
0: yeah, and you know when we're
3: operating in faith, you know hope has to be there also, but we're you know I said you know, I can just see us as you were reading the scripture, uh saying well okay i'm I'm going to be obedient to the Lord, and then when you get up there, it's like, well, where's the knife, where are the mask?' Where's the, mm. <laughs> <you know? laughs> because we're not totally prepared because we're not totally submitted. Amen. Wow. And I mean, you know, That's I know good. some of us have been there. It's like we half-heartedly yeah. obey God. It's like, okay, God, well, God told me to do it. So, But, you know, you don't do it from your heart. You do it half-heartedly. So you miss that opportunity of experiencing God.
0: Amen.
2: Well, wow. it must
3: not be God because I forgot the knife. Well, it must not well, I didn't have any rope. I didn't have anything to tie it up with. Um <laughs>
0: hey, You know,
2: I laugh because that's so personal. You know, we we always make excuses. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Man, that's I good. mean, you know, that's I think good.
3: Pastor Chris said we'd we be shucking and jiving. Is that how he says it? Yeah. You know, by the time we get done shucking chuck, and jiving the Lord, it's like God said, you know what? Just go back home. We're going to have to do this again. <laughs> You're going to have to go through this whole test again. <laughs> Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Now,
3: I was chuckling inside as you, you were reading the scripture saying, you know, Lord, give me that Abraham kind of faith. Because I cannot work it up, you know I I can't Mm -hmm. manufacture it But Father God, you know what Since I'm your child and you will withhold No good thing from me I ask you to give me that kind of faith that Abraham had
2: Amen Amen Amen, that's good stuff there, sis That's awesome Um, Family, I'm going to bring in Pastor Chris, he got so excited He then drove from Texas to Mississippi to jump on this, he he's got a revelation. I know this gonna bless you. So, Pastor Chris, you have the floor.
1: Oh man, I, I'm sorry, Pastor Gene and Brother Don. I just had to say something in regards to this, and it, it's it's a very it's a very powerful statement in in this text because Abraham's relationship was on fleek, as the young people like to say, or or are, are very in, in, inspiring. It was very um, focused. Abraham knew who his God was. Now, this is the thing that messes us up here in modern day. We've allowed religion to take root and focus, on, take our focus off our relationship. Now we're rearing in reverse now with COVID and all this stuff. Now we're focusing on repentance, relationship, and all that, which is great. But what I got from this passage, Brother Don, and people might think I'm weird with this, but um, he was strong uh, in this, and he could have Mm -hmm. still disobeyed God in the instructions. Just hear me. If mm. he wasn't sensitive yep. to his relationship with God, he would not have heard the angel call him and say, stop. Mm. Now, if mm. we, sometimes we get so caught up in our stuff that we don't hear the voice of God or the angel telling us to stop. Sometimes mm. we get so caught up in our own Sunday and Hondas that we're going based off of our emotions. But see, what Abraham had is what I aspire to have is an ear to hear. There's another cliche, we have ears to hear, so let them hear. We throw that like it's a $2 bill, but there's truth to that. Because if you hear the voice of God in your relationship with him, he can instruct you even in the midnight hour when you're about to raise that knife and insert it into the promise. He will call you by name and tell you, stop, I have plans for thee. I want you to do X, Y, Z. But we got so caught up in other stuff, Brother Don and Pastor Gene, that we're not hearing the voice of God. We're hearing our emotionalism. So that particular part in the text stuck out to me like a sore thumb because I was that hard-haired knucklehead, too. I didn't hear the voice of God, and I end up taking a knife and going down anyway, and it cost me something because I didn't listen to the voice. I listened to what Chris wanted to hear. I wanted to listen to what the the, the, the pastor said and what everybody else said. I didn't listen to what the voice of God said, but yet still God has mercy on us in spite of our ignorance, in spite of us chucking and jiving, acting like knuckleheads and numbskulls, he still gives us the right to be in his promise if we only give him our heart. Let me stop before I go off. I told Sister Lorraine earlier I wasn't going to preach, and I'm sure not going to preach right now. I need to pump my brakes. So, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, back to you.
2: Amen. Amen. Good words. Good words. Uh is Sister Lorraine, Minister Lorraine on now?
1: Is she out there? Yep, she is. I think she might be listening, but she's on. Yes, okay. I'm here.
2: Well,
1: did you wanna did you wanna jump on board too with this or are you just
2: sitting there listening?
3: I'm listening and um I'm with I'm with Pastor Chris. I'm one of those people who it took a while. To, to get a revelation, and now I'm kind of in warp mode because I'm trying to uh, cover some ground, uh, realizing that men only got a few days, and sometimes they're full of trouble. And so, so when right. you catch on late, when you catch on late, sometimes you feel like, oh, my God, I've wasted so much time. I've wasted so much energy, and now I want to serve God until the day I leave here, and I want to serve him in spirit and in truth. And so I'm just uh, here today as a student, Uh, willing to learn. So thank you, guys, for an opportunity to uh, just acknowledge the people. God bless you all.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Look like we're steamrolling today, sis. Amen. And, And, you know, Pastor Chris and Minister Lorraine brought up a great, great point. See, because it's easy it's easy to go to church. It's easy to worship. It's easy to, be, to praise when you're feeling blessed. But what about them hard times? What about when God is, seems like he's been bailed out, he's nowhere to be found? What about when you're going through that crisis and you've been calling out for weeks and weeks and weeks? What about those times? How is your worship then? How do you worship when it feels oh like your whole world is coming apart? How are you going to sing songs now of praise and, and and feel like, you know, you're in that place where you just want to praise and worship, but everything around you is just broken and falling apart, and you don't see any way out or easing anytime soon? See, because God was telling Abraham, To worship Although he knew Abraham was Emotionally tied Because God told Abraham I want you to offer Isaac Who you love So God knew the depth of love That he had for Isaac God knew How Abraham felt about Isaac So He not only tells him to go do it But to worship in the process And Just being honest and I want everybody to do a little self-examination here Have you been guilty of not giving your all Because you were going through something Now I know that's a bomb I don't know if Pastor Chris got the bomb uh, <laughs> The bomb button going there But uh, that that's deep, sis That's deep See, because we want our praise connected And our worship connected to The good time, there it is That's what I was waiting for (laughs) But uh, We want our praise and our worship Connected to the things that are good Or the blessings But we can't Connect our praise and our worship Unto the Lord Because see, sometimes the Lord looks contradictory Sometimes these things look hard Sometimes these tests, like you're saying If you don't pass them, you're going to have to Be retested but where is our praise and worship in those times, Pastor Gene? And if, how can we get there? How can we truly get there where we can see where we need to praise and worship all the time? Because Sister Lorraine brought it out because he said um, um, that we are to worship in spirit and in truth. But how can you do that when it looks like you've been going through and you're going through, still going through, been through, and on your way through? How can we connect our praise and our worship to those times? Because there's something significant there that God is showing us. So um,
3: I want to get your take on that,
2: and, and and I'm going to go on mute. You have the floor.
3: You know, for me, it's a personal thing. Amen. It's a place where sometimes, you know, the, you know it's like you, you weren't prepared of it. For it rather, and it just happened, it took you off guard. But you, the one thing that we know is that we are heirs, we belong to God. You know, He will never leave us nor forsake us. And you know, one of the things I realized this morning is that God will fight for us. You know, I never, I never, I had never really considered that before. But when I read this, reread the scripture this morning, uh, where uh, where God was giving instruction to the crowd and to his disciples, and he was talking about if you hurt one of these little ones, meaning the ones with, with genuine faith. It would be better for you than a if you offend them, rather. It would be better for you that a millstone would be tied around your neck and you'd be tossed into the sea. And God began to give me a revelation that, you know, I'm saying that I got you. I'm speaking to the enemy. Leave them alone because they belong to me. That's the revelation I got this morning, that God said, I will fight for you. I will fight for you. If, but you have to be righteous before me, not you trying to go and fight or you trying to, seek, mm. seek you know, seek me on somebody, but mm. you wanting to be right standing with me, you know. And, 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 and so that's what I'm saying here in those places where maybe someone's done something to you and you feel really bad inside. You can praise right. and worship God out of knowing God got you. <laughs> you know that that's easy for me to worship God when I've been betrayed and being and been lied on and being misused, and I've gone to the Lord and I've searched my heart to say, God, did I do anything? Was there anything that I need to repent of? And and if God shows me, yeah, you did this or you initiated, then I repent to the Lord. But then I'm still there with Him, and uh, and it and and it goes from. Repentance, a sorrow for it, and worshiping Him. You know, it's a, it's out of that relationship, it's out of that reverence for Him and who He is. Amen. It's, it's out of and in, in, in that, within that reverence, is a place of God. I don't want anything to separate me from You, Father God. I want to be totally united. With you. I want to be grafted in you because there is nothing that this world can do. The scripture says, Who can separate us? Nothing can separate us. Not even death can separate us from you. So, you know, and even what I'm saying, that's a worship. I'm saying scripture. I'm repeating scripture to the Lord. I'm telling him who he is, I'm acknowledging who he is. That's a form of worship. Me reminding my, you good. Your mercy endures forever. Oh, Father God, you kept me, Father God. I remember when this, that, and the other happened, and you were there for me, Lord God. So that's worshiping him. That's exalting, extolling him. Worship is not just, you know, praise you, God, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. No, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. that repetitious stuff, but it's speaking to the Lord from your heart where you are, but acknowledging him for who he is. Amen. That that's the type of worship, that's true worship. Amen.
2: Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Chris, I know you out there. This is controversial, and anything controversial, man, you're like a like like a moth to a flame. You you're gonna be there. So, <laughs> sir, you have
0: the floor. <laughs>
1: Well, when we get to the point, and this is like, like Pastor Gene said, all of us have those times where we truly understand who God is. Because religion has gotten in the way, and, and, and everybody's on such a, a, the, a great vein right now into tomorrow's message on tomorrow's show. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we have compromised so much that we've mm. lost. Faith in who God is We've Changed the game with Doctrines and words Eloquencies and degrees We've become doctors of theology And we wrote all these awesome thesis is to be professors in a classroom and we're watering down the power of the word of god now when you have mm. relationship with god you understand that his word has never changed and when you get deeper yeah. in that relationship you also realize that we the pastors, yep, I said it. The pastors, bishops, apostles, everybody that's the head of a denominational creed that, that ordains ministers and pastors, we put our own three cents in something that should never have changed. This is why we have the lack of power, and that's why when mm-hmm. people go to the church when they have lost their faith, Lost their hope. We never gave them any tools in the first place to combat it. Uh Mm Uh-oh. So, they give up. They turn their back on God because they did it out of a religious obligation. Uh Uh-oh, I don't think y'all heard me. A religious obligation, but they didn't do it out of a love for the Father. So, that's just saying how... You would just walk up, pack your bags, and leave your husband on your wife, right? If you didn't truly have a love for him, that's easy. Same thing. If you had a love for the Lord in the first place, it wouldn't be so easy for you to walk. Now, I had plenty of—I ran. I didn't walk away from God. I ran because I understood— the, the responsibility of being a pastor And I saw all the wrong examples That was placed before me So I said you know what I don't want this God I'm done I'm going to do my own thing And then whatever, whenever I decide to come back Then I'll come back But guess what God has a funny thing of Hitting your life in reverse And sometimes he got to put the, pump the brakes In your life for you to realize That he called you To do a work Him. So you can try to give up all you want. You could try to cry and plead the fifth all you want. But God has got your name and He's called it. Whether you're 20 years old or you're 43 years old, God called your name and He's going to use you for what He called you to do in spite of what you feel like. Because it ain't about how you feel, it's not about how qualified you are, it's what God said. To you in this season Especially now So rise up Dust yourself off Stop feeling some kind of way Stop being church hurt Because church hurt lasts very long time For most of us Got the t-shirt and the hat Dust yourself off Get into your word Have a relationship with God And watch God move in your life I'm done brother Don Back to you
2: Amen, Amen Hallelujah and, you know, this is serious, people. This is, this is something that's near and dear to our hearts because, you know, it's not always going to make sense, but that shouldn't change your worship. It's not always going to go the way you want it, but that shouldn't change your worship. And it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the program. We have to expand our view of God. You know, we spend so much time looking at God through the keyhole, when God is saying, open the door and come on in. It's like walking from the inside, outside, not the outside in. And that's where a lot of times he's trying to get us to to see, I'm much broader than the way you view me. I'm much bigger than how you see me. And when we get to that point where we take God out of the box, see, because, you know, we can put him in the, God is good box and God will help me box. But once we get him out of those boxes and just allow him to rule and govern our lives, your faith will change, your talk will change, your walk will change, everything will change. And I, and that was a great point both pastors brought out uh, with that, you know, that we, we you know, Pastor Chris said we've done allowed so much man made mandate to dictate and rule our lives to where it's actually taken the 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 purpose out of where we're supposed to be. And you know, Pastor Gene said and I and I didn't think about it, that was great because the conversation back, the walk back when Abraham had to go back to the camp with Isaac and God had provided the solution to the Crisis that he was in That had to be an awesome time That had to be an awesome worship But see too far We fall short of that type Of worship and that opportunity Because it all hinges on Our obedience family Our obedience to the word See we can, we can quote the word And I'm going to use Pastor Segos. goes You know we got a pocket full of crochets That we lean on all the time But how obedient are we To the word not the cliches, but the word, what God says about you, what God has promised you. See, because if we look at Abraham's life, everything in this portion of Scripture that was told to Abraham didn't make any sense at all. Just being honest, it did not make sense. And if you look at it from a view of, well, I thought God was supposed to, Abraham was blessed and highly favored, and I thought God, he's the wheel in the middle of the wheel, and he's not going to let no harm come to my head. If you approach it like that and not saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to whatever your word says, no matter how the consequence or how the situation looks, because I know in the end your word is true. And just like Pastor Gene said, and I believe it was uh, um, uh, Jeremiah, where God says, I know the plans for you for good and not Evil And if we really allow that To just really soak in our Spirit and just believe and hang on To it then our obedience Becomes easy then worship becomes Easy because you know just like Both pastors were saying we got to Move out of this position that We only worship when we either Told the to worship or when something Good happens to us Worship is a way of life Your life should be a worship to the Lord Every day you wake up and your feet hit that ground, your life becomes that place of worship because you're giving back to God what He has given you, which is that love and obedience. If God can be obedient to His word, then He expects us to be obedient to His word also. See, because God's not going to contradict His word; it's His word. That's what makes Him holy. That's what the the that's what sets. Him apart. And he said, I'm sanctifying you to set you apart that you can be obedient in this word and you can be holy. Because the word says, Be holy as thou art holy. And if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. But that's what the word says. And when we get that view of God, where it's so big that our life becomes a place of worship, no matter how it looks no matter what's going on, you know, okay, you lost your job today, you're going to work, and and the boss says, we don't need you, I'm going to let you go. That still is a place of worship. That still is a place of worship. (laughs) But as long as we follow these man-made, mandate theories and to let us dictate what worship is about, our view of God is going to shrink. And it's going to continue to shrink to the point where we're back looking through the keyhole when God is saying, open the door. Now, Pastor Gene, you hit on some excellent, excellent points. Pastor Chris, hit on some excellent, excellent points. But if there's one thing that you can take away from Abraham in this portion of Scripture pertaining to his situation, his circumstance, Because we know he's the father of faith, and it does take faith to do what Abraham did. But if there's one other thing that you could take, or that you have taken away from this, that you can share the family, what would it be, Pastor Gene? You still there with me, Pastor Gene? Uh, she must be on mute.
3: The father. Uh, Being that he could approach the father And and in particular the situation with his nephew Lot I love the fact that that the wickedness of those two cities uh, Sodom and Gomorrah Had gone up before the Lord And the Lord was about to destroy the two cities But because of his relationship with Abraham he said he would not do anything unless he uh revealed it to his prophet. So he went to visit his friend Abraham uh on the way to dis de- uh to destroying the evil and wicked cities because he knew that Abraham's nephew was there. Amen. And, and and then just the the conversation that he uh entertained with Abraham just so touches my heart that that God cares that much about us. That He would, mm-hmm. His 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 desire is that nothing is done without us being aware of it. And I just and love that fact. And it just uh, put a desire in me to have that that relationship with the Father. That that He would share with me the things that's in His heart, the things that His plans and and uh, and, and uh and his will so that always blessed my heart and again it's like god i want that relationship with you and even just you know he entertained the conversation when abraham said well if you find eight righteous will you spare the city and he said yeah i will (laughs) you know wouldn't that be awesome to have that relationship with the lord where the word is not final that he's having that conversation with you, and you all can go back and forth like that. But we always, you know, put God into this on this holy shelf of, ooh, ooh, God is so mystical. But we see that Abraham had that relationship with the Lord that he could have that conversation, and I just, I love that, and and I and and, and to know that we as children of God can have that type of a relationship. You know, I feel like that's something that we also should desire. Amen?
0: Amen.
2: Pastor Chris, same question.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, what I've gathered from Abraham is the fact that there is no expiration date when it comes to God. And having a relationship with God is easy. Now, like Pastor Gene just said, we put God in such a high pedestal that, again, here's the mandates and doc- doctrines coming in that we put him so high that we've, we're teaching the people that he's unreachable. And Just like Pastor Gene, I like the fact that he had a relationship with Abraham. Where we're talking right now, like Ace Boone Coons, we buddies. Well, look, man, you know I don't want to destroy the city, but you know, uh, uh, you know, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Abraham? Should I just destroy the city? And then Abraham gives his two cents on it and stuff like that. And you can dialogue with God. See, this is what I do. See, this is why people don't like us. Because of the fact that I say you can have common conversation in your prayer life with God, you can have uh, uh, mediocre conversations with God, just studying. You can talk to God just talking to him. It doesn't take all this uh, complication that we've made. That's what I want from God. That's the answer to my question, that there's no expiration date with God. He can call you at any time, any place anywhere and it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. When God's called you, that's it. Period. That's what that's another thing that I've got from this whole passage with Abraham. The fact that God still used them. And he wasn't done with them yet, according to Bible scholars, and according to people that we are around in in our churchdom in 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 human and in our human ways, oh, he's too old! How in the world was he used by god he how old was he again? You know how we do, so I'm just saying, you're never too old, there's never an expiration date with God, and you can have a a common relationship by just talking to God. As simple as he did in the scriptures when they were about to burn Sodom and Gomorrah down. That's what I love about Abraham, and that's the example that I pull from this passage. So back to you, brother Don.
2: Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, family, we we got we 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 pulled some good meat off the bone today. And you know the thing that I'm going to leave you with here is. Our view of God has to broaden, and the reason being is because we know the scriptures that um, that tells us how much he loves us. We know all these things, and I'm going to pull this out because this is going to help broaden your view of God, and I want you to stay with me here. The scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Even though he's God, he's omnipotent, and he knows everything, There are certain things that God does not know. And stay with me here. He doesn't feel everything that he knows. When we go through trials and we go through things, God wants to feel our love. He wants to feel that amen. He hears that amen. He hears that I love you, Lord. He hears all that. But the way that he feels it is through your obedience. When you choose him First He can feel that When you choose him first He can feel that That's why he told Abraham Now I know You love me Because you were ready to Fulfill this thing That I've asked you to do Although it was contradictory to you But your obedience Made me realize And feel how much You love me Now let's put that down here Where the rubber meets the road family When you Go against what your flesh Is telling you to do to choose God in that moment God can feel that That's why Obedience is better than sacrifice See, because God feels that obedience That's the way that that encounter That connection that you have with him Is through our obedience And that's why when Abraham fulfilled that obedience God, he's seen the ram that God had already placed in the thicket and that's the important thing. That's one of the things that I want you to take away, along with the other things that Pastor Chris and Pastor Gene said, that we have to get God in a bigger view. We have to look at him through the windshield and not the rear rear, rear window. We have to see what he looks like from the horizon, not in the valley, that we could really understand how much he loves us. And we want him to feel that love, but that love is only going to be felt through our obedience. And that's the key. That is the key. That's what Abraham found. Abraham rose up early that day. Early. See, because God's seen the actions, and he's seen where Abraham was, and he knew and he heard Abraham call out to him and pray to him. He's seen Abraham doing the... The, the things that he was supposed to do, but God wanted an encounter just to see how much you really love me. And sometimes when we're going through those hard places, family, and you might be going through one right now, continue to read that word, continue to worship, continue to do the things that are obedient, so God can really feel that love. That's when that breakthrough starts to come. As hard as it is, as much as you want to shut down, as much as you Your your flesh is telling you it ain't happening. It ain't worth it. Ain't nothing happened for you. Ain't nothing good. Don't listen to that. Choose God first. That's how he feels and knows that love. It's through your obedience. He can feel that. Just like Abraham, let God tell you, now I know that you love me. Because you chose me Over these things That you cling to and you love You chose me Over what everybody else Was telling me Telling you what to do You chose me And I can feel it And in that You'll have your encounter with God Amen Well family I'm gonna let Pastor Chris get back on the horn to kind of give you a, a, a listing or the updates for TPV current shows and different things, or just what's happening uh, with TPB Cause they're they rocking and rolling and, and they moving in the spirit. So Patrick, Chris, you have the floor.
1: Thank you, brother Don and pastor Gene. Uh, yes, sir. Actually one hour from now, a uh, blessings on the block presents a youth summit Virtual meeting, Truth and Repercussions 2020. It will be live on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network Facebook page and it'll be streaming on Zoom also. So if you have any youth, they need to be on this thing. So please make sure you set your schedules and set your time. And I know Pastor Lorraine is listening, she has a lot of grandkids uh, as well. Uh, It'll be streaming on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network radio page. So you can leave your comments on there also, and you can get into the conversation. It's called Youth Virtual Summit, Truth and Repercussions. There'll be some powerful guests on there uh, as well. And of course, it's hosted by Blessings on the Block Community Outreach, Pastor Byron Sago. Y'all know him here on TBB Radio with Real Talk. So, again, if you don't have anything else to do, please chime in to tonight's forum. It's going to bless the young people's life as well as the adults. Adults are welcome, too, because you never know. You could be blessed by, the, by that child or that young adult in this forum. So, please, separate, take your time out. 7 o'clock, if you have any youngins, please put them on the couch See the virtual conference. You can respond on Facebook. It'll be on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network page. You'll see it streaming. If you're not, uh, if you didn't like the page, page, please like it. Like the page, and you can see it for yourself. Also, it may be streaming also on Blessings on a Block Facebook page or uh, Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries uh, Facebook page as well. So please chime in. Have you young people chime in, leave your comments. We will definitely get them as we get them, and we will try to answer everyone's questions during the forum. If not, we will try to answer them after the forum. It is important, so please, that's the only big thing we have right now Right on TPV Virtual. It's slowly rolling, it's slowly taking, taking off. And I'm very excited. the virtual scene is very new to me, and I'm learning a lot doing it so but we're getting awesome responses. We had two t p v uh uh excuse me t p v percent shows, and the first one was kind of like a blooper, and I praise God for my sister uh <laughs> Southern girl Denise for bear with the technicalities we had the second one Came out a lot better with Sterling Roberts and this one should come out Dynamite so we're gonna we're getting better things are moving we praise God For what he's doing if you didn't heard we did not win the Stella awards it's I mean not Stella awards the spin awards we didn't win in the categories That we were nominated which is fine with me I just praise God we were Nominated that's the win-win for us You know, especially when you're dealing with, they say this cliche, uh, uh, Pastor Gene and Brother Don, that we are small fish in a big pond. Well, I beg to differ because we're making waves in a big pond and we're supposed to be a little fish. But it's because of God that we give all the glory in everything that we do. And that's what separates us. And we are family. That's also what separates us from a lot of other Christian radio stations. And we will not compromise the word of God. Period. But anyway, I didn't come to preach. I'm going to be quiet. That was my plug. So, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, back to you.
2: Amen, amen. Well, God is moving, family, and we're just so excited that you tuned in today. Um, Me and Pastor Gene are always thankful to come before you. Uh, We thank Pastor Chris and Minister Lorraine for Chiming in tonight, you know, because this is a this is a team effort. You know, we're we're not a one man show here. We, we we don't believe in that. You know, we're we're a team and we're united, and and that that's where it's supposed to be. That's exactly where it's supposed to be. You know, I I love each and every one of you. You know, the ministers, the pastors on this uh, ministry, and I'm just always thankful. To uh, minister with them before you, family And I just hope and pray that you really gleaned something today That it was edifying for you that, That God really did something and showed out in your life today Because that's what it's about I mean, it's not about how well we speak Or how many scriptures we throw at you It's about what you get, family It's about what ministers to you And I just pray the Holy Spirit has ministered some good stuff here today so we're just about out of time, family. We love you. God bless you. And we just ask you to continue to tune in. Uh, not only the Brother Don presents with Pastor Gene, but the whole TPV ministry lineup is just awesome and impactful. You know, they've got a lot going on, and God is moving in every area of this ministry. So we, we encourage you to not only tune in, but go back to the website, uh, TPV, the Psalmist Voice, um Ministry website and, and listen to Some of the archive messages You know, there's some great listening There um, You know, so just just go Back and, and listen and just see What God is telling you and what he's Ministering to you Because, it, you know, family, it's a day And an hour that's coming where, you know Things are tight and it's going to Continue to get tight, so we need all of God's instructions downloaded to us all the time. So, well, I'm going to get out of here, family. God bless you. I love you. I thank that you turned uh, tuned in again today, and I just ask God's blessings for you and with you until we can meet again. Well, God bless you. I love you. Good night. All you
0: have to do is only believe.
1: That's